You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. silence and sound segment brought to you by Be Simply Radio. This is Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, It's a beautiful day here on the North American continent, hugging that beautiful big blue uh, Pacific Ocean. We are going to dive a little deeper into the discussion we started two weeks ago between the now and then next we're coming up on the full moon so i gave us a little uh pause for digestion so if you haven't listened to that segment feel free to go back Uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into love versus fear uh, as it relates to our interaction beyond self so the last segment we talked about how we could really evaluate where we're living in fear within self and then we're going to evaluate how we are living in fear with the external world and where we're living in love. In addition, that is going to bridge us over to uh, authenticity, integrity, and truth because those are the hot topics that have been basically uh, that have created kind of that battlefield between humans during this passage over the past year and quite a bit of change. Uh, And so we're going to look at these because it's going to help if you choose to examine your own life, help you through this process that we're all in. Uh, We are in a very uncomfortable process and it's gone on much longer than I think any of us would have imagined, but there were clues that it was going to go on this long. And then there are clues that we're slowly uh, making our way out of it, but there's still uh, some things to be revealed. And as I've talked to uh, on these segments about karma, remember that cause and effect are our actions that weave the tapestry that of life that we're living. And we weave those uh, situations way before here. So we all karmically wove the situation together and the next bit we've already woven. And sometimes when we walk through these passages, it's uncomfortable because maybe we don't know how it's going to look or, or we can't completely see it. Um, and maybe there are a lot of universal rewrites happening based on the push and pull that's happened. So if you just take a quick litmus again, even in this moment, like how much fear am I living in, in this current moment? And do I want to stay there? Do I want to stay in this fear? And if the answer is no, um, I w- then that's fantastic. And that's where the inner work starts. Uh, most people have some fears in them. So I would say there's a very few people, humans on this planet that do not live from fear or have any fears. They've resolved all their fears. 
And the reason I say that is because this moment actually has revealed a lot where part of society is moving from fear from one direction and the other part of society is moving from fear in the other direction, all with a common theme of fear of harm, fear of death. And so that's the ultimate fear most people have. But what I uh, share with people, and as we get into the winter months, we'll do some segments on death uh, and living, the art of living and dying is that we're all going to do this. And so it's, it's quite comical that we're trying to control this thing called death that many are afraid of. And they might say people I've heard a lot because I work in helping people transition out of this life into their next, um, though they might say, I'm not afraid. Uh, but typically as they get closer, it gets a little bit more mysterious for them. And if they spend some time contemplating it, they do have fear that comes up um, and grief, all these natural things, because they're going to leave this set and setting that they know. And even when the person exits the body, there is grief. They realize that they're, they're on. And yes, there's things to support that, but there's grief because they're letting go, the ultimate let go of the body, their surroundings, and what's familiar, and then embarking on the unknown. So, that is the base reason most people live in fear and not in love. And so from a meditative repose, if we spend time contemplating our death and contemplating how we can remain calm, uh, at ease and in grace with that transition, uh, it's a good practice. It's a good contemplation in, in the sense, not good versus bad, but it's beneficial to you uh, because there won't be uh, attachments, as many attachments, because you've prepared yourself for that, like walking through a door. Okay, when that happens, I'm going to go through there. And, and your faith may help you with that. It's really uh, beneficial to contemplate that. And then when we meet these situations where... Uh, that thing we fear, the death word, come up, we don't have to move from that. We can move from that word love. Because if we're all going to do this thing, we might as well be in love. And then when we move from that place, uh, we can also be from a place of objective reasoning. Because understand when fear is driving the ship, People are not going to be objective. They're not going to employ critical thinking. And people start to invoke a word that really enters anyone into the gateways of hell, which is the H-A-T-E word. And so it's really important to check yourself, check yourself. And when we start using that H word, that opens those gateways. And then everything looks like horrible and all these different things. But if we can move from like, okay, the situation's here. I, you can decide where you stand and then you can keep feeding life with love and welcome yourself to remain objective, critical thinking and all those things similar to when you fall in love with someone 
uh, we kind of lose a sense of reality. We, we're not objective. We're in the eros of the love and enjoying that love. And that's, that's a real conditional, like earthbound love. When we go into eternal or spiritual love with another person, there are no conditions. It's just, it comes together and, uh, it doesn't mean that there's not a little bit of that eros, but it's there's much deeper knowing. And so there's a great comfort and uh, knowing there. And so the similar thing is if we choose to live in love with ourself and the world around us, we can move from a knowing and that we do not really have to fear anything. Even if we have adversity on our karmic path, uh, we don't need to fear it because we know if we come from that heart space and our highest state of being that we will be held during that moment and we'll get all kinds of support. And over the years, uh, gosh, I've in my private practice, you know, I get to witness humanity in such a beautiful way. And when I, in that sacred space with my clients, uh, there it's a place not to have judgment. It's a place to see things from all sides and assist. When we step back out from, let's say, a site, a sacred space like that, where you're working with someone one-on-one and uh, doing some deep inner work, when we step back out into life, it's very easy to start to go back into judgment, fear, uh, a sense of that it's only one way, not a multitude of ways. Uh, And if you can imagine for a moment, like say, if you imagine for a moment that if you want to interact with the world, not from a my way, your way, you're wrong. Because as we get scared, uh, we tend to hold on to a perspective that makes us feel safe. But that safe perspective doesn't necessarily bring us to the best outcome for our own well-being, for our community's well-being, for our world's well-being. But we uh, will grab onto that. You know, it's similar... Uh, when I used to teach children to swim, if they're scared, they're going to grab onto me because that feels safe versus having a trust in themselves that they can very effortlessly, because we're all designed to do this, lay back and float. (laughs) And, but that fear will sink them like a rock or they need to grab onto something so they feel safe. So that's what we've been doing over these past, uh, year and months, um, grabbing on to what makes us feel safe. And that's the beautiful thing is that we're really getting to see where we live in fear and maybe examine that. And then where we live in love and examine that. And so the benefit, if you can imagine you're choosing to live in love and put yourself in the center of a circle And you can keep moving a degree all the way around. And there's different vantages every time you turn. If you're facing outward, well, you'll be looking at something. doesn't matter what direction. But let's say you're facing the out 
outer rim of the circle. You're going to see something different every uh, time you take a turn around that circle. And the same thing if you're facing in, you're going to see something different. It's just from a perceptual different perspective, if you will. You're still facing across the circle to the outer rim. So you have a, a choice if you want to see things from all directions and that will open your heart even more it'll open up your mind and it'll give you greater freedom but when we lock in at one direction like if we just decided we just want to face east we don't want to see the south we don't want to see the west we don't want to see the north we're going to be limited in what we look at and the reason we do that again is because we want to feel safe and we want to have our beliefs reaffirmed versus having a knowing and beliefs are something that's fine. If you want to believe in Santa Claus, uh, Easter bunny, whatever it might be that you don't have a direct physical contact and experience with these beings that's okay you can have that belief that's your your prerogative that's your free will but to have a knowing means that you have had an engagement with it with yourself with your eyes your senses even if you're having an engagement beyond the physical world you've had that and so that gives you a body of information and so when we open ourselves up to seeing the world from all per perspectives, it does a couple things. It will one, give us greater understanding and uh, opportunity to employ empathy and compassion for one another. And then it will also bring us into our higher states of being because we're already op more open-minded to look at things from all directions. We've as a human species, we have been placed under a lot of mind games collectively and collectively we have reinforced those mind games because of our fear. And so when we decide, Hey, I'm going to step back and I'm going to remember all the people I loved before this whole situation occurred and why I love them. And I'm going to recognize that they're doing what they're doing because they're afraid. Like I'm afraid because I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm afraid about different things than they are. That's kind of like how life goes. But if you bring it back to the core aspect that you love this person, you've enjoyed them, you admire them, that they're your family and that there's nothing really to fear. Because again, the fear that plagues all of society is the fear of death. You can't control it. It's will, it will happen to each and every one of us. That's how this world system works. So if you can imagine going back to that place of love, returning your vision to all the beings that you have loved before this moment. And then take responsibility where you've maybe generated fear for yourself and others during this process, where you've created judgment 
and uh, friction. And as we start to witness those, it doesn't mean that you undo what you've learned, but you start to open up your capacity again to unite within yourself and as a humanity, as a human species here on planet Earth. And that's that choice. And as I mentioned in the previous one, as the Hopi prophecy goes, it's you choose that path of love or you choose that path of fear. And we are at that moment where fear is going to dissolve because of the path of love is available to each and every one of us. And it's going to take great discipline to face self and each other when we get scared. And the key thing there is to remember, you don't have to grab on for safety. Just remember you can float. You can lean back and float. And so based on this moment, I really encourage you to see if you can open yourself to loving, uh, open yourself to releasing and reconciling and practicing, moving out of fear back into love. And simply what that really looks like is when you meet a fear, you address it, you know, and there, there are the surface fears, like someone's afraid of spiders or heights, or maybe they got in a bad car accident and they don't want to drive for a while. Those are the, the, the fears, but be, all those things are leading us to a fear of death. So the easy way is say you're afraid of spiders, get to know some spiders. Don't run away from them. Maybe just stare at the spider and feel into their energy. And, you know, maybe for your own peace of mind, you want to know which ones are uh, poisonous and which aren't. But again, you don't need to be afraid of them because you're so much bigger than that spider. (laughs) Uh, But you can take proactive measures, you know, and also trust if your exit plan Uh, is to be bit by a poisonous spider, then that's the destiny there. So there's nothing to fear. It's acceptance. Uh, And there is ease there. (laughs) There is ease there. Had a couple of interesting encounters at night in the wild with large cats. And it was a great opportunity because your first instinct is a little fear, (laughs) but it was a great opportunity to practice being calm and reminding myself that, Hey, if this is going to take my life, I want to be calm in this experience. I don't want to be afraid. And so that was that practice in the moment. It was a conscious choice. And guess what? That shifts because then the predator doesn't sense fear it doesn't get scared and it acts differently and then you know beyond that was an opportunity to feel into what the cat had to offer each one jaguar mountain lion both of them had beautiful medicine and so if i'd remained in fear i would have missed out on that experience with these beautiful animals 
I would have missed out on what was beyond the fear. And so once we start practicing where we can make peace and move beyond these attachments, we'll be grabbing onto less. And then it starts to welcome us into integrity. And when we walk in integrity, that holds us to a higher state of being with ourselves and others. And it's quite curious right now because uh, everyone has been talking about truth and divided on truth because there's been so much manipulation <laughs> and fear. So manipulation and fear and then storytelling leads us to places where we don't really know what is. So if you're inspired to make more and more peace with the aspects of yourself that are fearful internally and externally. This will bring you into a greater state of integrity because it will require you to look around all directions and really examine what is, not just uh, trust things because you've always trusted them. And you know, it's shattering when you realize that something that you thought thought, didn't know, but thought or believed was true, is not. It is, it's mind-blowing. And there is cognitive dissonance. Yet, there's great freedom. And, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, when you've been manipulated in a more of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with someone or lied to incessantly in a one-on-one -on -one relationship, you start to think you're, you know, like you understand what, reality is and then you start to question like what is really going on here and then even though it's not fun to have those veils dropped you there's a great freedom in that you're like oh wow I wasn't my gut was really telling me <laughs> that something was off and I wasn't listening to it you know I, I was afraid to know the truth you know so we believe what we want to believe we uh yeah we just trust something that's false because we're too afraid to look and that's that fear word again. And so as we step into this place of love, that will uh, require, because really true love is not conditional. And to be authentic in that place of love, we must be truthful with ourselves. That will allow us to be unconditional. You know, so when we come into relationship with friends and family and coworkers, if we're there for false reasons, it's not authentic and that's not love. That's there for gain or to bypass some healing, uh, to feel safe, to avoid. And so then we're in a dishonest situation with that word love. So you see there's two things that are being asked of us right now. And that's one, to let go of fear. Let go of it. And then the other part is to step into a level of integrity with ourself and radical honesty with self. And that will lead us to that deeper, eternal, 
unconditional love. Because at the heart center, we have this ability and it's, it's, it's fascinating because so much goes through our heart center. We can have anxiety, fear, grief, joy, uh, anger, all these things that will flow through that heart center. And energetically, like the universe is an electromagnetic system that we exchange with all day long, every day. And there's this stability within that field of our heart. And if we tap into that, it's very much like what you feel when you're out in nature. You're just like, ooh, this feels calm. This feels like, oh, feels good, you know. So that's there, yet we've been taught, programmed, encouraged to let our emotions rule us like a wild bronco, a bucking bronco versus learning how to rein, rein it in a little. So yeah, we still experience emotions, but they don't have to be wild, you know, that we can let ourselves feel all emotions. That's a healthy way of living because you were designed that way. Yet, then we can start to feel into the constant, the equanimity, that electromagnetic field of our heart that extends out into the universe that you feel when you go in nature. And that will give you greater understanding how with yourself and others and how to be honest with yourself. And so all these things start to shift. So if we go back back through this world experience because this is a historic moment you know it's like universe saying hey you have a opportunity to choose do you want to continue down this moment in fear or love in truth or dishonesty do you want to live this moment in manipulation and lies or integrity Do you want to be with the divine or do you want to be with the devil? And that is so yummy. (laughs) It may feel scary. It may feel strange, but it's so yummy. So as we lead into this moment, I want to welcome you to think about that. Do you want to move out of fear? Because that's what the devil uses. And I'm using these, like, I don't know, terms that are somewhat biblical or in most theological studies. Or do you want to be with the divine, the divine love of life, the Lila of life? And do you want to stop dancing with that devil? Meaning that you can just be honest. You can just be you. You can stop participating in the drama that's fed by those words of fear, manipulation, dishonesty, 
And when you move from there, you will start to feel different. And it will be a practice because it doesn't happen overnight, especially if you've been showing up in the world a certain way. So as we go into this meditation, I just really welcome you to deepen that question. One, are you willing to live in love with self? And if, you, as I mentioned two weeks ago, if you have some inner work to do, which we all will continue to doing inner work, but you know, it might be a tall order to love yourself versus living in fear with yourself. But if you're ready to do that, then that's where the work starts. Cause when we do it from the inside to the outside, it'll start to shift what we engage with. For those of you that, uh, really have a deeper awareness of what it means to live in love with self and are ready to continue practicing leading in love with self and releasing more and more fears, then you can start to extend some of this out into the world and start to really check yourself where you place judgment, where you start looking at people as if they're less than, where you want to segregate, divide, just because of that fear word. And then you can start to see where you're honest with the world around you. You know, uh, we can make, you know, a lot of things look a certain way, but this word of being honest with self and then extending that honesty out into the world is really important. And that key of that word helps us show up more authentically with the ones we love, with our coworkers, with our partners, with all the people around us. And this is going to be a humbling moment for all of us as we continue to see what our fellow brothers and sisters choose, yet it will be one of the most revealing periods of your eternal dance that you've probably had in a a bit, (laughs) maybe many lifetimes. And within that, there are some beautiful treasures and a remembrance of your highest expression, your eternal gifts and how you can continue to cultivate them no matter where you go in the next. And you can be excited about carrying those gifts forward and understand there's no time. There's plenty of space to refine and master and to be in joy, truth, authenticity, divinity, love, and your highest expression. So with that being said, I want to welcome you to come up into an upright seated position and take a nice gentle breath in and then exhale out. Let everything I shared with you just wash away again. Inhale. And exhale. 
One more inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, I want to welcome you to follow your natural breathing pattern as you let random rab wash over you. Uh, stay in that upright seated position. We'll lead you through a transition into sound and then we'll reconnect on the culmination of the two of those beautiful activities of receiving and being.
And simply, if you're still in an upright seated position, just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa, or if you're on your mat, recline back into Shavasana. And as you come to the earth, the floor, or the bed, just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
Taking a soft, gentle breath into the heart center. Gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And another one, inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, I want to welcome you to move your fingers and toes. And if you're in Shavasana or reclined position, rising up into a seated position, taking a soft, gentle breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And then just taking a few moments to give thanks for all aspects of yourself. Giving yourself an opportunity to extend some love compassion, gratitude out beyond here. And, you know, as we conclude this segment, I welcome each and every one of you to really evaluate a little bit deeper. Where can you practice being in love in your life with yourself and others? And where can you practice Letting go of fear, welcoming yourself into truth, integrity, authenticity, and remembering that you're supported. It's that simple. Each and every one of you can float. All you have to do is lean back and let your belly lift you up, heart lift you up. And remember, your heart center is innately designed to connect you to equanimity, a most certain calm, and an endless supply of eternal love. That wisdom will lead you to higher states of being, deeper knowing, and to your innate gifts that are intended to be of service to you and others, and not just for this lifetime. For many to come, many lifetimes to come. So until next time, I'm going to sign out. And before I do, say a little longer. I forgot to sh- give her a shout out. Kadri Scott playing her one of her new songs, Eacha Greens. Uh, beautiful sentiments there and wisdom there and honesty there too. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a soft gaze, a gentle smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply love. Mama always told me to breathe.
Yeah.